listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Um, I pray you're doing well. I pray you're feeling strong. Um, oh, by the way, that actually was something that I was thinking of this afternoon, talking about feeling strong. I posted in the um, private Facebook group. I don't know if you got the, a chance to watch the video yet. I posted in the uh, private Facebook group for the fast. Um, there's a guy online that I've followed actually for a while. Back when I f- first started doing keto, um, I followed this guy on, on YouTube. His name is Dr. Eric Berg. And uh, I've been watching because he talks a lot about keto and intermittent fasting. And um, uh, I saw this video and it was shared with me on Instagram too. And I'd already seen it on his YouTube channel and that he had made it into like an IGTV video or something on uh, what would happen if you starved yourself for seven days or something like that. Like it was one of those titles that made you want to click. And I posted that in the YouTube or in the, in the Facebook group because I wanted people to see, you know, you get all of these people that always, anytime you start fasting, there's always people that are like, you just better be careful. You're going to hurt yourself. There's always, there's always, I bet like if I asked you right now, like we did a poll in the comments, there's already a ton of people that are watching live right now that uh, have had people say that to you. You're not going to eat for 21 days. You better be careful. You're going to hurt yourself. And uh, I posted that video just to show you, this is a medical doctor now, to to show you that that is absolutely false. And by the way, um, the whole reason that I, uh, the whole reason I took an entire chapter in a complete guide to biblical fasting to talk about the health benefits that are actually on fasting is because over the years, I've heard so many of those people that are like, you're going to hurt yourself. You better watch out. You're going to hurt. And, and you know, it's like, they don't even know what they're talking about. And so, uh, I posted that in there. I wanted you to be able to see it for yourself. If you've never seen what happens to your body, uh, when you, uh, are in a fasted state because, um, and he, he made it, Aaron said that in the, in the comments, but he made it clear in the video that you're not in starvation mode. You're not in starvation. He said, starvation is when your body begins to eat its muscle and its organs and stuff. But when you're in a fasted state, that's what we're in. That's when your body begins to burn excess fat for fuel, which is where we're at. And uh, it's actually so good for you. He goes through all the things. It's amazing that, you know, God used divine wisdom. He knew what he was doing. He created our bodies. Uh, and, and of course, he commanded this. Old Testament saints did it. New Testament believers did it. And um, uh, it's not just something that we, we're engaging God supernaturally, but he even knew that he would give us a double benefit, that it would be good for our bodies as well. And uh, it's, it's amazing. What a comment from Christina Garcia. God is a genius. <laughs> Oh man. So, um, and it's all right. You know, Mary Sue, just jump back in, you know, jump back on and, um, don't feel, that's what I told people this morning. You know, don't feel condemnation. Don't feel like you've failed God. Don't feel like you've sinned or anything like that, but just jump right back in and begin from, from right now. Don't, 
I put that in the devotional. You know, I said, don't, don't say like, well, I failed this year. I'll try again next year. No, don't do that. On the, on, on the flip side, do the opposite of that. Say, you know what? I ate something. I'm jumping right back in. I'm going to fast. I'm going to seek the face of God with everybody else. And, uh, and don't feel like you're, you don't feel that condemnation. I explained it this morning. You know, there's nowhere in the Bible where you're going to find an extent that, where a period of time is listed that believers are supposed to fast. You're not going to find that, you know, the Bible commands three days or seven days or 21 days. There are no lengths specified in the Bible. We can only see what people did by narrative. Um, so the fact that you're doing it is obedience to the expectation that Jesus wants us to fast. He just didn't ever give us any specific length of time. So we should do it, but we're doing this by faith. We're doing this by faith. Yeah, I know, Chad, a lot of people will think you're nuts. I, if I told you guys the story, I think I have, where uh, I think I told you right before the fast started, that woman that was, was checking me for doing a full body checkup for uh, my life insurance. And she came in and she was like marking all the things down in her, in her notes. And she was like, okay, took the blood pressure and all that stuff. And she's like, now how long has it been since you've eaten? And I was like, 18 days. And her head popped. I wish you could have seen how fast her head popped up. Her head popped up so fast. And she was like, that you've eaten food? And I was like, yeah, that I've eaten food. She was like, why? And I was like, because our church is on a 21 day fast. And she thought about it for a second. And she was like, I'm sending my husband to your church. <laughs> but like, people don't understand it, man. They don't get it. And so uh, it's important to know that you can't, in one sense, cast your pearls before swine because they're not going to understand the benefits of fasting on the supernatural level, but it does have health benefits, but don't feel condemnation. Just jump back in and begin to seek God's face again from where you're at and, uh, and don't feel bad about it. Just continue to seek God's face. Um, tonight I've got this in my spirit. I was, I was meditating today as I was praying and you know that I've told you that one of the things that we're really believing God to do is give us divine direction during this 21 day fast. Um, you know, trying to figure out where are we headed moving forward? What is it that God wants us to do in our lives and our families and our businesses in our ministries, right? What is it? I need fresh direction, Lord, from the future. Um, and as I was thinking about that, something popped up in my spirit because I realized something that I've never really thought of before. I realized that when people get a lot of times, when they get direction, they look at that vision that God's giving them. And a lot of times it's like, are you serious? It's like, uh, that, that, that's a huge, that's huge. That's a huge vision. That's a big thing. And a lot of people, they see that. And I truly believe that that's why God leads us from step to step. I really do believe that that's why God doesn't show us everything about our lives uh, all at once. First of all, it wouldn't take any faith. Well, I mean, it would still take faith to act it out, but moving forward to know the end from the beginning, like God does, it wouldn't take you any faith. It does take faith to step out into the unknown. But I believe that's why God doesn't show us everything at once because we'd be overwhelmed with like, what we're going to be expected to be doing in the future. Like seriously, I'm headed to that level. And I could tell you of my own life, if I saw 
everything that we're doing today, if I saw it even five, six years ago, I'd be like, are you, how, how are you serious? Like, I think five, five years is such a short period of time. It's such a short period of time. I mean, like ridiculously short, Teddy, Ted, Teddy, Ted, come here. Take your headphones off. When I say, when I say five years is a very short period of time, come here, sit on my lap. Here's Spider-Man. He's five years old. He's going to be six in May. And what are you going to get when you're older? A Swiss army knife. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. Yeah. This is five years right here. You're looking at five years. This is five years old. Five years flies by. It feels like that he was just born. Like it really does. Feels like he was just born. This is my buddy. He likes to come to the broadcast at night and hang with dad and watches his iPad and sits in his Batman chair and wears his Spider-Man jammies. But he likes to be at the broadcast and hang with dad, right? You don't want to stay home with the girls. You want to be with dad. All right, go watch your iPad. Um, I love you. You're a good boy. Um, that's five years right there. That's not long. I'm telling you, that's not long. That, that is quick. That is quick, man. And you know, those of you that have children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's quick. That time flies by. So it's not like we're talking about 50 years ago or 40 years ago. We're talking about five years. And I think back to when Teddy was born and being in the hospital when he was born and think, and now right now it feels like a long time, but I'm telling you, uh, you know, it flies by, it flies by. Like, I can't even believe he's getting this old this quickly. And if you would have told me, for example, on the day he was born, where we were going to be in the ministry today, only five years later, my mind would have been blown. Literally, my mind would have been blown. Not because I don't have faith and not because I don't know God can do anything. But when you see the way that God can so quickly expedite the blessing and the increase on your life, it's mind blowing to the, to the flesh. It's mind blowing to the flesh. And I think back and think that was only five years ago. And if you told me that we would have this facility and that we would have all the equipment and we would have all the staff that we have now and that we'd be on television around the world and that we'd be discipling people and that I would have written this many books and all, the, all these things and we'd have revivals and extended revivals and see people healed and all the different things. If, if I would have known all of those things, I would have been blown away, like completely blown away to think like really in five years, all of that's going to be accomplished. And that shows me something. And that's why I was meditating on it today. That shows me something that God doesn't show you everything that's going to come in your future because for most of us, it would overload our flesh. It would literally overload the flesh. And so God leads us step by step. He leads us step by step, takes us from little thing to little thing. And then as, the more it compounds, then the more you look back and say, man, look where he's brought me from. Look how far he's brought me. And it's been a, it's been a long way, but we're only just getting started. We're just getting started. And so I started to think about the fact that, and that you saw it in the title, all things are possible. And we know that we're going to talk about it tonight, but 
it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me that I was, I was reading a business book. This wasn't even a, a Christian book. It was just a business book. And this man was talking about the way that these successful business people think. And what does it take to think like that? And when I was going through these different methods, I thought, uh, I came across the passage where they were talking about that, uh, those that are, that are truly successful, extremely successful, they have uh, a way of thinking that is like a huge vision, big picture style thinking where they think, and it's called possibility thinking, possibility thinking, just it's more, more or less a brainstorming session with your imagination. Think about that. A brainstorming session. If you haven't, by the way, if you haven't taken a moment to share the broadcast, share it tonight's going to be an important one moving forward. Very important. It's like a brainstorming session with your imagination. And, and it, it brought me back, uh, as I was meditating on this, it brought me back truly to Ephesians 3.20 that we've recounted multiple times, where the Bible says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that you can ask, but not just doesn't just stop there, or think, now I covered that uh, in a few broadcasts back, not just what you can ask, but what you can think. That's your imagination. And keep in mind, God gave you your imagination. He gave you your imagination. And so he's the one who gave you creativity, the ability to think, the ability to uh, critically think. And so you start to think of this. God will do more than we can not only ask, but more than we can think. Think about this, Isaiah 55 verses eight and nine, God said, um, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So one of the things we have to realize right up front is that though we have great imaginations and Nick said, I do that possibility mapping all day for my current business. So think about it. We have imaginations. We have the power of thought, all those things, but recognize something. God's thoughts are far beyond our thoughts, his ways far beyond our ways. So when we can come up with this thing that we think is so grand, so big, so incredible, and then God says, you think that's a lot? Wait until you see what I'm about to do. God says, you think that's a lot. Just get ready for what I'm about to release in your life. Cause you've not seen anything yet. You've not seen anything yet. Glory to God. I feel the anointing here tonight. You've not seen anything yet. You've not seen anything. Yet. I'm, I'm talking to you tonight. Those that are watching those that listen later, you've not seen anything yet. The best is yet to come. You've not even come close to your peak. You've not come close to the crest of what God has for you. You've not seen anything yet. Glory to God. You've not seen the best. And so you begin to realize that God's ways are so much higher than my ways. His thoughts are so much higher than my thoughts. And I've got to put myself in position to understand that it's going to be far better than I could ask or even think. All things are possible. All things are possible. Powerful thought. 
And so I wanted to take you through a few passages of scripture uh, that we're going to, that we're going to cover tonight. And I want to get this in your spirit because as we get fresh revelation from the Lord, and by the way, if anybody likes mint tea, this Bigelow mint medley, it's my fave. It's my fave. Tiffy's laughing at me back. Bigelow mint medley. Gotta love it. For those of us that are getting fresh direction on the fast for the future, where God's going to direct your path. He's going to direct your steps. I want to kind of give you a, an encouragement slash warning ahead of time. And that is this. Don't allow that vision to come. Don't allow that direction to come and then start to feel the weight of how big it is. Because keep this in mind now, you don't have to accomplish this in your flesh. What a word, man. I receive it for myself. You don't have to accomplish this in your flesh. And I want you to put that in the comments if you will. I don't have to accomplish this in my flesh. And that is some of the best news that you could ever hear about what God's called you to do. Because let me tell you something. When you see how big what God has planned for you is, it would be intimidating to your flesh. It wouldn't be, it would be intimidating to your normal mind. But when you recognize that God is with you and that he is not only fighting your battles, he's working all things for your good. He's opening doors that would not previously open. He's making a way where there was no way. He's your provider. The resources are going to come from him. Promotion comes from him. See, strength comes from him. Once you get all these things and recognize it, You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You don't ever have to feel like, oh, how's this going to come to pass? It's not your business to make it come to pass. It's not your business to force these things to happen. We're not forcing anything. We're being led by the voice of God. And if we're being led, then he's the shepherd. He's taking us where we need to go, right? He's taking us where we need to go. In fact, let's read together Psalm 23. Let's read it and, and get it in our spirit because we don't have to do it in our flesh. God's going to help us. He's the shepherd. Listen now, David had a revelation about the shepherd and he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not want glory to God. Let me stop right there. If he's your shepherd and you're following his leading, then you are not responsible to produce the resources. Let me give you an example. I brought Teddy over a minute ago. I am leading him in his life. He's not leading his own life, in case any of you thought he was. I am leading his life. His mother is leading his life. What do you mean by that? Well, he's being, you know, obviously what the government calls a dependent, but he's being taken care of. He's a, a child. So he's being taken care of by his parents. And so the thing that's so powerful about this, I didn't even get this revelation until I had children. And I told you one of the times that I went to get Madeline out of her crib when she was first born. I remember we used to have that carrier everywhere. You take that carrier, you snap it into the car. They wouldn't even let us leave the hospital 
until we proved we had a, a proper way to bring the baby home in the car. And we had that carrier everywhere. I remember we used to pop her in that carrier. It'd be the middle of winter in Virginia. She'd be so bundled up with hats and scarves and warm jammies and blankets and fur. And we'd, we'd strap her in and, and take her everywhere we went. And I remember that we used, to, we used to have this little camera that would sit on the edge of her crib and we could see video footage, you know, of her in there. You know, that's a, that's a creepy that's a creepy thing when you wake up and there's that monitor next to your nightstand and it's night vision camera. You just see like eyes looking into you like she's woken up in the middle of the night. And uh, it's like, oh, <laughs> so it's like right there by your head. But I used to go in and take her out of there and the Lord spoke to me one time and he said, did you ever notice that when you go to take her out of the crib and put her in the uh, carrier or take her downstairs and put her in the bumpo seat, if you've ever seen the bumpo seat, put her in the bumpo seat to feed her breakfast or whatever it is. Did you ever know she's not sitting in the crib worried about how the mortgage is going to get paid? Never once did I experience that where Madeline was worried about the mortgage being paid or how the car payment was going to, was going to come in or, or any of those things. Teddy's five years old, but keep this in your mind because I'm leading him. I'm leading his life. I'm providing for him. He doesn't have to have to go down and say, dad, we need to sit down at the table and come up with a plan as to how you're going to continue to fill the refrigerator with groceries because you've got three growing kids uh, and a wife. And, you know, we need to really make sure that those groceries are going to be in place. He doesn't have to worry about the groceries. He just knows that there's going to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And for him, plenty of snacks. He's a snacking machine. But he, he doesn't ever have to worry about how the groceries are going to get into the refrigerator. If there's going to be money in the budget to buy groceries. He's not thinking about any of that. Why? Because he fully trusts me. Even without uh, thinking about that trust. Just has been raised to trust his father and mother that he will be taken care of. He'll be totally taken care of. And that's the revelation that David had. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm not going to lack for any good thing. Not any good thing. I'll not lack any good thing. Why? Because he's guiding me. That's why. Go on to the next verse. Because he makes me to lie down in green pastures. That means fully ready for me to eat. Think about that. He takes us to a place where it's plush and fully ready to eat. What did the Bible say in this same, in this same uh, Psalm? He'll prepare a table before us in the middle of, or the midst of our enemies, presence of our enemies. So he leads us to a place that's plush and ready to eat. And then he leads me beside still waters. He brings me into a peaceful place. Glory to God. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't fear any evil. He's with me. His rod and his staff, they're comforting me. So notice the way that David's going in this direction, that because God is leading me, because the Lord is my shepherd, I don't lack for anything good. I don't ever have to worry about how it's going to turn out. I don't have to worry about whether or not he's going to come through for me. My trust is in him. And because it is, all things are possible. Glory to God. All things are possible. All things are possible. So let's jump over then to Mark chapter nine. 
and let's get this, this verse in our spirits. Mark chapter nine. And we dealt with this uh, passage when we were talking about the power of prayer. But I want you to know uh, that, and this is great. Look at what he says. Jesus is dealing with this boy's father who needs a miracle. A demon has manifested and has possessed this, this boy. Disciples couldn't cast it out. They're, they're dealing with their, their failure. The boy still needs deliverance. The father's struggling because he's trying to keep his faith up, but he sees all the things that are happening. And look how he responds to Jesus. Uh, verse 22, it, this demon has often cast my son into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But listen to this phrase. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Glory to God. I like the new living translation here. What do you mean if I can? That's what Jesus said. What do you mean if I can? All things are possible to him that believes. And he said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe, Lord. Help my unbelief. I just wanted to take a look. I, had, I hadn't really looked this up in the, uh, in the NET. I wanted to see if he said it in a different way here. He said, if you can do anything, if you're able to do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you're able, I love Jesus threw it back at it. What do you mean? If you're able, if I'm able, do you know who you're talking to? I'm the Christ. If you're able. And then he said, all things are possible for the one who believes. So I want you to put that in, put that in to the comments tonight. All things are possible to me. Why? Because I'm by default believing that you are one who believes. So pop it in the comments. All things are possible to me. All things are possible to me. And they are. If you believe him. So what I'm talking about is as we move forward into this uh, uh, time of fasting and prayer, believing for direction, that as the direction comes, don't let that vision or that direction come at you and then you feel overwhelmed in your flesh because you're like, man, this is huge. I don't know how this is, I don't know how this is going to come to pass. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know. Don't worry about any of that because you're not the one that's responsible to bring it to pass. It is God who will bring these things to pass. All we're supposed to do is believe him and obey him. Hallelujah. Is believe him and obey him. Believe him and obey him. All things are possible to him that believes. I remember reading a, a story about Dr. Lester Sumrall. He was uh, building his church. What had happened was um, he started off in a tent, I believe is the story. And that was through the summer and the spring. And as the weather got colder, he could no longer obviously hold it in the winter under a tent. So they were able to get uh, like a dance hall. And um, the dance hall was, uh, was just going to be temporary until they could build their, their church building. And he's in the dance hall. Well, he would go out as the, the church building was being built. He would go out and there was a guy that lived across the street 
that would always sit on his porch. The guy couldn't stand Brother Summerall, couldn't stand him. And he'd always sit out there and kind of scowl and, and just like look at him and just couldn't stand them and couldn't stand the noise they were making and all the other stuff. And um, Brother Summerall could always see him over there and could see his sour face and see that he couldn't stand it. And um, one of the days, and Brother Summerall's believing God for this church to be built and believing for the, uh, the finances to come in, the resources and all this, and he's, he's working at it and he's believing God and all this. And one of the days that he's doing all that, uh, this guy gets off his chair on the porch and comes walking over to Dr. Sumrall as they're doing all this work and building the church. And uh, he says to him, I-, I need a ride to the bank. Can you give me a ride? And, and, and Sumrall wrote that he initially was annoyed by that. You know, he's thinking, like, Does this guy not see? I'm pastoring these people. We're building this church. We're doing all this work. He thinks I've got time to take out of my schedule to just go run him to the bank sit around and drive people around town. What's he think I'm doing? He said, but before he could say something back and kind of rebuke the guy or say, I ain't taking you anywhere. He felt in his spirit, glory to God. He felt in his spirit to give that man a ride to the bank. He said, yeah, I'll take you. He said, I'll take you to the bank. And so he got the guy in the car and they started driving, drove over to the guy's bank. They go inside and uh, Dr. Summerall said, I went and sat over against the wall. They had a bench. I went and sat over against the wall on a bench. And the man went up to the teller at the window. And uh, the man turned around and he said, um, how much do you need to build that church? And Brother Summerall, I think he said something snarky, like, more, brother, more than you've got. Uh, but he, he said, no, I'm asking you, how much money do you need to do what you're doing? And so Brother Summerall said, you know, I'm just going to tell him. He said, I told him that. He said, all right. He turned around and withdrew that amount from his account and brought it back and gave it to Dr. Summerall and said, I want you out and away from my house. I can't stand the noise. I can't stand the music. I can't stand the loud stuff. He said, get that church built so you can get out of my way. Not because he believed in the vision. Not because I love this story because not because he was part of the church, not because he believed in the vision, not for any of those reasons other than he was annoyed by Dr. Summerall and the noise and paid and gave all that money and completed that, (laughs) completed that work just to get him out of the way. But you know, what's awesome about that? Because the Bible tells us God will send people to bless us, but it doesn't just say Christian people. It just says men and women. We'll give into your bosom. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not just expecting Christian men and women to give into our bosom. I'm expecting for men and women, period, to show up. Any, I don't care who they are. I was preaching one time, those of you that are at um, his tabernacle may remember this service. I was preaching one time about uh, that I don't care how God provides the finances I don't care. I, and I, and I, I actually said this during the service. I was like, I don't care if a drug dealer came in and pulled out drug money and put it in the offering. I said, they, they might not think I would take that money. I said, but I would blow the cocaine off the top of it and I would put it in my pocket and preach the gospel with it. And uh, Pastor Cody told me later, he said, there was a dude in the crowd that he knows was dealing drugs. And he said, I watched when the offering came, he actually took out his wallet and gave him the offering. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I'm just telling you 
that God's not just sending Christians to bless you. He's not just sending those that are redeemed to sow, but that he's going to send men and women. Don't depend on yourself. Depend on the Lord. He's going to take care of you. Don't look at your vision. Don't look at the thing God gives you, the leading, the guiding and say, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to take place. It's not your responsibility anyway. It's not for you to do. It's not for you to know. God will do it. If he called you to do it, remember this, God pays for what he orders. Glory to God. God pays for what he orders. If he ordered it, he's going to pay for it. If he's the one that directed you to do it, he's going to assist you. So don't be, don't be worried. Don't be bent out of shape. Don't get nervous. Remember that God pays for what he orders. God pays for what he orders. God pays for what he orders. Glory to God. And so you're going to get vision during this time of fasting and prayer. You're going to get direction. And you might think, oh my goodness, that's a huge step. That's a big thing. Let me encourage you. God's going to help you do it. God is going to help you do it. God is going to take care of you. Amen. And all things are possible to him that believes. You ought to believe for insane stuff to happen. I mean that. Expect insane things to take place. Stuff that can't even be explained away. It's like, this is crazy. This is God, only God. That's what I'm telling you. You step out in faith as God leads you. Expect the impossible. And I'll say it like this. Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Expect God to do what you, what, what natural minds are like, that's not even in the realm of possibility. No, no. All things are possible to him that believes. And we've got believers watching. We've got believers listening on the podcast, watching on the broadcast. Let me tell you something. If you're that believer, don't let any doubt creep in. Don't be like this man who said, well, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. No, just get all the way on the train of belief. Get all the way on the faith train and don't be one foot in the world and one foot in the spirit. Don't be one foot in unbelief and one, one foot in faith. That's double-mindedness. And the Bible says uh, that double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't let that man think that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Amen. And so the key is we're believing God supernaturally for the impossible. And we're not going to figure it out on our, in our own wisdom. I have no desire to try to figure it out in my flesh. I have no desire to try to uh, make it work in my own strength. None whatsoever. It's going to be God. It's going to be God. And we're going to see it come to pass. Now I want you to go with me to Mark, two, two chapters over, Mark 11. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11. What are we talking about? All things are possible. All things are possible. That's it, Shauna. Letting go of all doubt. God will provide. All things are possible to him that believes in Jesus name. Now, let me read this to you. Jesus is teaching his disciples about this uh, principle that all things are possible. Nothing is outside of the realm of possibility in the spirit. Uh, Mark 11, starting with verse 22. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Have faith 
faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you received it and it will be yours. Glory to God. I feel the anointing on that. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you've received them and you shall have them. No question you will. No question you will. Believe that you've received them and you shall have them. So what are we pushing towards? We're pushing towards a belief for something huge. Why? If we know that God would exceed our own expectations, why would we expect small? Amen. I'm with sister Sherry. She said, I'm getting my stuff in Jesus name. I'm with sister Sherry. I'm getting my stuff in Jesus name. If we know that God will exceed our expectations, if God would exceed our belief, why would we expect small? Why would we look for small things to come to pass? Why would we temper, you know, our expectations? No, if we know he's going to go beyond, come up with the biggest things that, I mean, when God tells you it's going to come to pass and say, well, what is the greatest level at which this could come to pass? What's the greatest level at which this could come to pass? And then believe it and then speak it and pray it and declare it and watch it come to pass. That's good, Ruth. We serve a big God, so don't expect small. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we should all be sitting there, believers and unbelievers, with our mouths open, just looking at what God did, amazed by it. Not not that we didn't believe he could, but amazed by it. Hallelujah. Amazed by it. And that's what he said. Whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you'll receive them, you shall have them. Matthew chapter 18. Glory to God. Matthew 18. Jesus speaking again. He said, truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. Well, we got more than two in the group tonight. I'm looking at the bottom and we have, uh, without putting Twitter on, we have over 200 people. Uh, I'm saying if we include Twitter, we've got over 200 people right now watching. Why? We've got now more than two. Why would we not believe? That's part of the, that's part of the reason that I wanted us to stay together during this time of fasting and prayer. 
That's part of the reason that we created the Facebook group. We're getting, we're, we're, we're doing this corporately. We've come together as one. We're setting our faith together. I'm believing for what you're believing for. It's like Leslie asked today, she's believing God and doesn't want to have to bow to this mask mandate that's taken place in New York. Doesn't want to have to deal with these things. That's all the stuff they're trying to do to manipulate and uh, doesn't want to have to be sent home by her boss and all the stuff they're trying to do. People giving others a hard time. I'm believing that things are going to open wide up, open up this year in Jesus name and other nations open up to the gospel. People popping their testimonies in, but they're also putting prayer requests in. And I want you to know we're standing with you. We're standing with you. You're not on your own. That's why we're doing this together. You're not isolated. We're together. Amen. And that's, that's the power of agreement. That's what the Bible says. If there are two, if there are two, we got more than two that are agreeing. So expect answers to prayer, expect God to do the unexpected, expect huge things to come to pass, huge things to come to pass in your vision, your, your life, your ministry. He said here, if there are two agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by the father in heaven for where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am among them. And so we're discussing this fact that and I like that, Mary. That's, that's exactly it. Expect the unexpected. Expect the supernatural. Expect God to do what you could not do. And I want you to see, I want you to see why I'm saying this. I've seen people be, uh, they're, they're put off by the largeness of what God's telling them. It's one thing when you're in faith and you're in the anointing and you're in that time of prayer and you, maybe you got a word in church from a man of God or something like that. And you're like, amen, I feel the Holy ghost on that. And then you get back to mulling it over in your natural mind and thinking about it and getting in your flesh about it. And you're like, oh my, are you serious? I mean that we're really stepping out to do that. Are you kidding me? And it's like, it feels big in your eyes. It feels big in your mind. It feels big in your spirit. But remember, you're not the one doing it. God is doing the work. God is doing the work. Hallelujah. God is doing the work. And I'm telling you, believe that 2022, as we've been confessing, is your year of divine possession, that you will do what you've never done, that you will hold in your hand what you've never held. You'll go where you've never gone. You'll accomplish what you've never accomplished. And this will be a year to give God all the glory and praise because only he is big enough to do what we're talking about. And that's why I wanted to encourage you with this tonight. Don't allow your flesh and your soul to talk you out of what God told you to do in the spirit. Yes, it's going to be big. Yes, it's going to look large. Yes, it's going to seem as though it may be impossible. Don't let that shake you. Don't let that shake you. Because when God does what he's about to do, he's going to do it in such a way that only he gets the glory. Hallelujah. Only he gets the glory. Amen. That's right, Christina. And we have to be people that make up in our mind, I'm going to give him all the glory. I'm going to give him all the praise. I'm not going to allow myself to take credit for anything that happens. 
I'm giving God all the glory. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing on that. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm getting ready to worship with you, but come on. Colleen said, just left dinner with my son and his wife. I got to feel my granddaughter kick. Restoration 22. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Believe God. God's going to do what nobody saw coming. Just lift your hands right where you're at. I feel the anointing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a song that's just been in my spirit today. It actually, it was in my spirit yesterday. I never got a chance to sing it last night. But when you start to realize that Jesus is Lord over all, there's nothing beyond his reach, nothing beyond his power. And he's on your side working things out on your behalf. It'll get you encouraged, that'll get you shouting. There's a song, when I was, when I was younger actually, I first heard this song, we were in revival somewhere, I believe in Canada. And uh, it's a song that stuck with me my whole life. Trying to remember if this isn't the key, we'll find a key that works, but I think this is close anyway. It's it, it goes, Rain Jesus, Rain, Rain Jesus, Rain, King of Zion, Judah's Lion.
Come on. Cause you are worthy to be praised. Come on, one more time, right where you're at. And we give you All things are possible. I say that. All things are possible. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe, only believe, only believe, for all things are possible, <laughs> only be I feel the anointing on that, come on, it's what we've been declaring all night long. It's what we're believing for. It's what we're. It's it's our confession. It's not only that. It's God's promise. The Bible tells us all things are possible to the one that believes. That's why I'm singing it. I feel the anointing on it tonight. I want you to lift your hands. If you don't even know it, you can learn it. It's an easy song to learn. It just says only believe. Oh. Only believe and only believe, only believe for all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible. says this, met God this morning, my soul feeling sad, my heart was heavy laden, had a bow down head, but he lifted all my burdens, and now my soul is glad. I know that all things are possible. Only believe. Let's say that. Only believe. Only believe. For all things are possible. Only believe for all. 
possible. Come on. All things are possible. All things are possible. Only believe something good is going to happen to you. Happen to you this very hour. Something good is going to happen to you for Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way. Something going to happen to you, happen to you, for this very hour, something good is going to happen to you, for Jesus of Nazareth. Passing your way, something good is going to happen to you. Happen to you. Oh, this very hour, something good is going to happen. For Jesus of Nazareth is passing. I feel that anointing. Come on, all over that, wherever you're at in your room, doesn't matter where you're watching from, in the car, unless you're driving, lift your hands. I feel a breakthrough anointing right now. It's operating right now. People are being touched right now. People are being healed right now. People being set free. People being delivered. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because something good is going to happen to you, happen to you, for oh, this very hour, something good is going to happen to you. Jesus of Nazareth is passing your, if you believe it, come on, sing something good is going to happen to me, happen to me, oh, this very hour, something to me for Jesus of Nazareth he's passing your way now I want to encourage you I'm going to play it again but right where you're sitting I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit pray in tongues pray in your heavenly language stir up your faith stir up your spirit 
The Bible says that when we pray in tongues, that we're edifying or stirring up ourselves. We're strengthening our faith. So I'm going to play it one more time, but I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and expect God to begin to speak to you like he never has in Jesus' name. Come on, let's pray. Passing your way. Come on, say it again. Something good is going to happen to you. Happen to you. This very hour. Something good is going to happen to you. For Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way. Something good is going to happen to you. Happen to you. Oh, this very hour, something good is going to happen to you. Jesus, Nazareth is passing your way. For all things are are possible come on all things are possible only believe sing only believe only believe all things are possible Lord, you are worthy 
are possible. Sing it one last time. Oh, things are possible. Oh, things are possible. Only believe. So, Father, I pray right now for every person that's watching me, all those that are listening, that need a miracle, they need a touch from heaven. I pray now by the power of the Holy Ghost that every stronghold would be broken in Jesus' name. Every stronghold broken. Loose your grip on God's people. Loose your grip on God's people and let them go in Jesus' mighty name. I lose healing for every physical body that's being attacked by the enemy. Sickness, you have to go. Disease, you have to go. Virus, you have to go. Crippled conditions, you have to go. Respiratory infection, you have to go. Diabetes, you have to go. COPD, you have to go. Migraines, you have to go. In Jesus' mighty name. Problems in the family, problems with the children, problems in the marriage, you have to go. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I lose healing virtue to God's people. I lose the anointing to God's people right now. Peace to God's people. That's it, Charlie. Fever has to go. Demon spirits that hinder, that harass, that torment have to go in Jesus' name. Hopelessness has to go. Heavy depression, it has to go in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Infection, that's it, Robert. It has to go in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare it. Has to loose and let you go. Tonight's your night of freedom. Because all things are possible. Uh. All things are possible. All things are possible. Only believe. We loose it. Now, Lord, tonight, as I'm playing this, I feel it. I loose an overwhelming peace on your people. For those that have been struggling, the enemy's tried so hard to steal their peace. I loose it right now. Arrest on God's people. Your word declares that you give your loved ones rest. You give your loved ones rest. In Jesus' name. And so let this night be a night of supernatural rest. That's it, Raul. Poverty and lack has to go. Give your loved ones rest, Lord. Let their minds be rested. Let their spirits be rested. Let their soul be rested. As John wrote, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for that peace to come upon you tonight. Jesus' mighty name. Whatever it was 
that posed a, 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 a harassment to your life, tonight it goes, it lifts. Just begin to thank the Lord right where you are. Lift your hands and begin to thank Him that it's done. Begin to thank Him that the prayers are already being answered. It's already done in Jesus' name. We declare it. We declare it. Because all things are possible. All things are possible. Come on. All things are possible. Only believe. If you believe it's done, throw some hands up. Throw some fire in the comments. Throw some hands in the comments. You believe it's done. <laughs> we give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. Jesus, we love you. We give you Only believe. Thank you, Lord. I had a sharp pain where my surgery was, and God healed that pain and took it away. Thank you, Lord. See, testimonies are already coming back because the anointing's flowing right now where you are. Anointing's flowing right where you are. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Colleen's testimony tonight. Powerful. Restoration. Things are turning. It is finished. The best is yet to come. He's touching you, Robert. Receive it, Mackenzie. Thank you, Lord. So glad, Andrew, that she was touched. Amen, Taya, the presence of the Lord. Love you, Roger. Whew, glory to God. Glory to God. It's just going to get better, Gina. Give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. Lord's speaking to you. Before you go, sow a seed. Do what the Lord's telling you to do. See, this time of dedication and consecration is going to touch every area of our lives. Every area. It's going to touch our finances. We're not going to look the same financially in 2022 that we did in 2021. It's going to come because God's giving us instruction to sow like we've never sown. I've already asked him as one of my prayer points, Lord, Give me the biggest seeds that I've ever put in the ground. It's already begun. Give you all the glory. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory. 
things are possible Only believe something good is going to happen to you I believe it Colleen another surgery a painful one pray they disappear like the ones on my left side yes they will in Jesus name we declare it we declare it Colleen let me sing it over you right where you're at in Michigan something good is going to happen to you happen to Colleen this very hour something good is going to happen to you <laughs> for Jesus of Nazareth he's passing your way <laughs> I just I'm declaring it with you Colleen Kidney stones are leaving you right now, tonight, right now, tonight, this very hour. Kidney stones are leaving you right now, tonight. Why? Jesus of Nazareth. Passing your way for Jesus, receive it, Colleen of Nazareth. Is passing your way. Kidney stones are leaving you right now, tonight. Right now, tonight, with no surgery stones they're leaving you right now tonight for Jesus <laughs> of Nazareth he's passing your way whatever you need whatever you need receive it receive it I believe it, Joe. An army of gospel financiers in the kingdom. I remember that, Andrew. Called you the sons of thunder. You said it's going to be a season of faith and it's unfolding now. Amen. Strongholds are broken. Do what the Lord's telling you. Sow the seed you need to sow by the Spirit telling you these are not moments to take lightly these are not moments to take lightly these are not this is not a joke people are believing God for life or death miracles things to turn around do what the Lord's telling you to do this is a serious time of consecration dedication to the Lord he's speaking to people to sow why because this can be a year 
that financial breakthrough is going to hit your house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Financial breakthrough is going to hit your house. I'm believing it with you. <laughs> you're going to lift your hands right where you're at. You might lift your hands in your brand new house because you rented your whole life, but it's your year of divine possession. And God drops a house into your spirit and your, into, your, into your life. Just like for me, I put my heart on it. God could put it in my hand. Same's coming to you. You're going to lift your hands in your new house and say, something good has already happened to me. It's happened to me this very hour. Something good has already happened to me. Because Jesus of Nazareth, he's passing your way. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you to those of you that are sewing, partnering with me and Carolyn. We leave tomorrow to head to this next revival. I'm ready. First revival of the year, I'm ready. It's gonna be powerful. I hope some of you are making plans to be with us at these revivals in 2022. It's gonna be an unbelievably good year. Something good has already happened to me happened to me oh this very hour something good has already happened to me thank you Lord Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way the revivals are going to be in Indiana for the next couple of weeks. And uh, I will be coming to Detroit, William, twice. Just outside of Detroit. And all the schedules online. Join us. Be a part of what God's doing. We're going to be live again tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Don't miss it. Stay strong, fasting, praying, reading the Word of God. Best days are ahead. I love you guys so much. Thanks for joining me. It's going to be the best night you've ever had. Rest is on you. You're going to sleep like you've never slept. Strongholds are broken. Healing is yours. Peace is yours. Coming to his tabernacle uh, in Ithaca in March and in April I'll be at his tabernacle Horseheads. All the dates, if they're not on the uh, schedule, if you need to sew, you can go to miracleword.com can sew right there. You can partner right there. People asking, how do I sew? You can sew on miracleword.com. All of the ways to give are right there on the website. I love you all so much. I hope to see you soon in, in live revivals. God's opening doors this year. It's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be a different kind of year. I love you. Have a great night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.